to bring your own a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. My name is Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. And today we all brought our own audiobooks. Woo. All three of us are at least in part audiobook girlies, so we have really been looking forward to this episode. But before we jump in, what are you guys reading? What are you guys drinking? I'll start. Yes. Yay. Um, because I wanted to bring something other than Coke Zero, I do have a glass of Moscato with me tonight. So because as I, Yeah, because as some people know, I am a wuss and I can't drink anything but sweet wine. Like when it comes to wines, at least. I can only drink sweet wine. I hate anything bitter. So this one is like actually kind of too sweet for me. It's like super sweet. I don't know. I can't even remember the brand. But anyway, so that's what I'm drinking. And then I'm reading. Um, I literally just read like right before we hopped on here the first chapter of. Hold on. I Because <laughs> uh, it's like, okay. So like right before we jumped on here, I just read the first chapter of The Ashes and the Star-Cursed King, which is the second book in the Crowns of Nyaxia series by Carissa Broadbent. It's a fantasy romance series that I really, really love. I really enjoyed the first book, and this is the second book. And it's a it's a six-book series, but they're condensed. Each couple gets two books. So this is the end of the first couple. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that ends. And then I also just started today the audiobook for When in Rome by Sarah Adams. Um, it's cute so far. I'm not very Heard far good into things it. about that one. Yeah. Um, it just seems like a quick, easy listen. So I kind of wanted something uh, after I had finished the Yours Truly audiobook. I wanted something that was not super... I mean, I emotional. guess I don't know. This one could make me super in my yes, make me super emotional. But I just finished the Yours Truly audiobook this week, which was five out of five, amazing, beautiful, brilliant. The narrator. We will get into him later, so I won't say too much about that one. But it was amazing. Loved it. Amazing. I am drinking a lemon Lacroix. Uh, I actually just finished it. A little ASMR for you there. Um. <laughs> And for reading, I am, I'm reading like too much right now. It's stressing me out. Um, but I am reading American Prince, which is the second book in the new Camelot series by Sierra Simone. <laughs> There's, I'm like blushing just talking about them. You guys, they're so good. I mean, like Sierra Simone can just like write her prose is just excellent. Um, but these books are like filthy. Um, it's about a girl who, excuse me, sorry. She's the granddaughter of a former vice president. So she's like grown up in the political scene and she's basically American royalty. And then she has these like chance encounters in her past, whatever, but ends up, um, falling in love with the president and the vice president who are best friends. Um, and then turns out, oh, the president and the vice president are also in love. So now they're just all in love with each other. Um, Yeah, so good. And then I'm also reading the arc for Yellowface by R.F. Kuang. Uh, and I'm ju- I'm barely into that one, but it's really good so far. And yeah, I am also going to start listening to the Yours Truly audiobook tomorrow. Very excited. Yay. So good. 
Um, I am drinking a poppy, not Olipop. I'm so sorry mm. to Olipop if you're listening. I still love you. Please sponsor uh, me, us, everyone. Uh, <laughs> poppy classic cola flavor for a healthy gut. So does it taste like Coke? If you use your imagination, sure. Um, I just finished reading The Heart Principle. So good. So, so, so good. I'm kicking myself that I didn't read it earlier. My friend Lomi annotated it for me and sent it to me for like Christmas. So I've had it for months now. Um, But yeah, now I'm done with the Kiss Quotient series. And I think this one was my favorite out of the three. If I had to rank it, it would go like Heart Principle, then The Bride Test, and The Kiss Quotient. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's rankings. Yeah, because like her writing just got like better and better too. Um, Anyways, yeah. So I just finished reading that, and then I'm listening to the audiobook of "Do You Take This Man" by Denise Williams. It's my first book by Denise Williams. It's okay so far. It's narrated by Teddy Hamilton, who I've realized I don't think I like Teddy Hamilton that much as a narrator Mm. because his voice I think only fits like a certain type of character so if he's not playing like he did the audiobook for um what is that Devin Perry book tragic I think he was perfect in tragic because like he what is that guy's name I don't know he was that character yeah like king like country guy like whatever that's perfect but like if he's Mm -hmm. playing like a city guy like it's just I don't know I don't buy it no absolutely i 100 percent agree the book i'm reading now or listening to now when in rome he narrates it but he narrates it under his i'm guessing his real name andrew like i eden or iden or something like that Hmm. so i think i think or or it could be swish but i think usually like narrators have a different one for more quote-unquote spicy books and i'm pretty sure the one that i'm reading right now is not spicy at all so I think that's why that's his real name hmm. on that one. Does he have, like, that accent in it? Because like, he has, like, a certain, like, accent, right? He has, like, a very specific accent, but it's not even, like, Southern. Like, I don't even yeah. know what yeah. it is. It's, like, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like him, if that's, okay, what, so you're, yeah, if that's what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Um, I was, like, tripping balls one time when I was listening to an audiobook. I was like, why do I know this guy's voice? And then I did investigation and yeah it was andrew Iden or whatever his that name is and yeah freaks me out every time they narrate under multiple names i know wow what a great segue into yeah yes you're correct (laughs) but wait what were you saying kayla i cut you off no i was just gonna say i felt like so um i don't even know what like the right word is i felt like such a detective when i figured out that carissa and i don't remember her last name Chrissa Backer is the same as Vanessa Edwin. I didn't yeah, know that. That was great um, work. <laughs> I'm so smart for Googling. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I just. But no, um, you were like, I feel, I feel like you did that I was just like, by her voice like alone. Really you were like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I don't know what this says about me. I don't know if this is something, but I feel like for me, um, male voices tend to be more recognizable than female voices i think it's because you hate women what i i know that's what i was just saying i was like i don't know yeah. what this says about me <laughs> yeah. but, um, but uh like obviously i will know zachary river half second you know 
as he speaks. You know, like those games that people play when they're like, play me a song. I'll, I'll recognize yeah. it in the first yeah. second. That's me with like Zachary Weber. Um, so, but like Carissa, I was like, I listened to like three whole chapters of the book and I was like, this sounds so familiar. Who is this woman? And then I went on a whole journey. I figured it out, but yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, wow, this little intro that we just had was such a perfect segue into our conversations today. Uh, We each bought our own audiobook that we love, and we love the books that they are, but we also, like, love the audiobook performance. But we want to talk general audiobook stuff before we jump into our specific books. Yes, so what what was your guys' first audiobook that you remember because I know mine it was Sinner by Sierra Simone uh, narrated by the one and only Jacob Morgan aka Zachary Weber uh, yeah that was my first ever audiobook that's crazy in, it was December of 2021 I only yeah. listened to it because Tanya what is her at name at baby gal baby read it um, on Instagram, she was like, I just finished Sinner, love Sinner. I was like obsessed with it. And she was like, oh, have you heard the audiobook for it? And I was like, no. And at the time, like, I just always respected people who read audiobooks. I just always thought they like just weren't going to be for me. And then she mm-hmm. sent me a clip of it and he sounded so good. And I was like, wait, I'm going to get this right now. I didn't have Audible anything. I bought it on Apple Books. <laughs> and so my, imagine, imagine my copy of the Sinner audiobook is on my uh, iBooks. So every time I listen to it, I have to go to iBooks. I listen to it. I think I started off at like 1.4 speed, which is like crazy to think about. No offense, Kayla, um, at the time. (laughs) And I want to say I had it on repeat for like weeks. I could not get enough of it. I was just so obsessed. And now, you know, I'm a changed woman. You hear Zachary Weber's voice once and it's like, there's no going back, especially for a book like that. That's crazy though, because that's like one of the best audiobooks ever. So like, mm-hmm. you peaked immediately with your audiobook, experience. right? <laughs> like, I could, it was just all downhill for a little, yeah. for a little bit. Um, my first audiobook experience, I also remember very vividly. So I read The Hunger Games back in my young age, uh, in middle school, and you guys, when I I like really can't explain how obsessed I was with the Hunger Games series like I had posters I had shirts I had merch I had all the books I custom made myself bookmarks etc anyways did you go to the midnight premieres I did Mm -hmm. wow true Uh, yeah I was obsessed I have pictures of me at the Mockingjay one um yeah I was obsessed and I bought those audiobooks and would fall asleep listening to them at night Damn. Dead ass. Like I would yeah. put them on and be like, time for bed. Do 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 slip my headphones on, <sighs> fall asleep listening to the Hunger Games. So that was my first audiobook experience. But I wasn't like a regular audiobook listener until I actually the audiobooks helped me get back into reading in 2020 when COVID hit. Um, and this is so embarrassing, but it was Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Um <laughs> I like I hadn't been reading for enjoyment in a really long time. <laughs> And that book came out and I was like, I have to fucking read it. Like for a 13 year old me, I have to read it. And then, but I was like, no way I'm going to sit down and read this 800 page dumbass book. So then I bought the audiobook. And I was like, wait, that was actually oh fun. How yeah, long was that audiobook? 
it's also on Apple Books for me. So let me look. Also, like with a book like that, like with such a big release, I'm pretty sure they got like one of the best narrators, right? Or like was, would you say the narration was good? Let me look actually, because I straight up don't remember. I listened to it in a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, Wait, this audiobook the... is 14 hours. Midnight Sun is 14 hours long. Um, it's not that, I thought it would be longer than that, actually. But with that, right? Like, even with The Hunger Games, was it weird for you to, like, hear the audiobook voiced by someone else knowing that, like, you had actors who, like, also, like, really shaped these characters? Because I just, hearing that, like... I listened oh to them before I the movies came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes, got you, got you. You know, it's so funny as I was recently thinking like I would like to re-listen to those. The audiobooks that I own on Apple Books are narrated differently. I played it and that I was like, this woman sounds old as fuck. And so I went in and they got re-narrated. They're narrated by oh. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, then that's um, what helped get me back into reading because I actually had fun, not because of the book. I think I gave the book three stars for Midnight Sun, but then I started like looking for Rex and got back into reading. Yay. Um, so, okay. I was trying to figure out what mine was and I think I like very like slowly and like weirdly got into audiobook reading um, or listening rather. Uh, I had Hoopla for, I, I still use Hoopla. But in late 2021, I was reading a lot of Mariana Zapata. And if you've read any Mariana Zapata, then you know that it takes like a long time to get to interesting parts, at least in some books. I mean, I still really enjoy a lot of her books. But so I had Hoopla through my library and they have like almost all of her or a really good chunk, at least of her books on audio. And so I like partly listened, partly read to a lot of Mariana books, like mm-hmm. Wall of Winnipeg and Me, um, Luna and the Lie, and there was a couple others I can't think of, but um, I actually really didn't like those books, uh, those audiobooks anyway, because they were narrated oh. by Callie Dalton, and I That's don't love wild. Callie Dalton. I like Callie Dalton. I don't, I don't love her, but I also found One True Loves on Hoopla by Taylor Jenkins Reid, the audiobook for that. I and love I love that book. I loved that audiobook. It was so good. And I can't remember, Kendra, had you read that one or had you listened to it? Um, I read it. Was that, but did Julie Whalen do that audiobook? Because I know she does like a lot of. I don't think so. I don't remember who did it, but it wasn't her. And then the only other audiobook I listened to that same year was Center by Sierra Simone. (laughs) And so I think that that was really when it all started for me. Because I I listened to it because Kendra had listened to it and was like, girl you have to listen to this book yeah so listen to it yeah I remember getting uh sorry it was Julia Whalen I was wrong oh okay um, oh so okay, I remember, it was Julia for going to us okay I remember getting a like because Kayla and I before we started texting we would only message on Instagram so I got like a message from Kayla when she was listening to it and it was just like <laughs> we were just listening to it, like the grocery store and it's like listening to Sinner in like the most like oh yeah <laughs> obscene like place you should not be listening to it it's like i was like running around like tomatoes yeah yeah we'd like be at the store be like oh i'm at costco like listening to this it's like oh i'm at the grocery store listening to you know sean bell just be the great go to town yeah that he is (laughs) yeah that was a fun time 
yeah, I had a really good time listening to that one. And then I think that's really like when I really started getting into it. So thank you, Zachary Weber slash Jacob Morgan. Yeah. And I think it also helps that like I had a lot of friends or like followed people who were really into audiobooks. So like you, Brandy, were always like listening to something, uh, Logan at Logan's, uh, that's her TikTok name, at Logan's Library, at Elsie's Bookstagram is her bookstagram name. She is like always listening to something. So I would just see a lot of wrecks. So I think the more I saw people listening, the more I kind of like trusted the process. Um, but I get it, it's not for everyone. Like some people have a really hard time concentrating or, they just can't match voice with in their head, but all it takes is one good one. For real. Whenever people find out that I'm into reading, they ask me for recs. Obviously, I'm sure it happens to you guys as well. And my first question is always, 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 are you into audiobooks? Because I feel like my recommendations, I'm like, I have book recs and then I have audiobook recs. And sometimes they're mm. the same thing, but there are some times where I'm like, this audiobook is just so good. You know, I, yeah, so it, I always wonder, like, if people are into it or not yeah. or whatever. I feel like there has to be so many people who, like, we probably don't even know, like, in our personal lives who probably love audiobooks because, like, they keep making them, right? So the the market is there. It, ha- it has to be huge. Yeah. And when people say that, I, I'm always like, are you into podcasts? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then how can you not do an audiobook? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't. It's so interesting how people's brains work because it's not like I don't believe them. I'm just like, that's crazy that you can yeah. listen to podcasts but not audiobooks. I think it's the length that scares people because like a podcast is usually mm-hmm. like what I mean we just we did like two hour episodes recently <laughs> we're yeah. addicted but like you're it's self-contained usually within the episode whereas like with an yeah. audiobook it's like hours and hours with a commitment so like I kind of get that um another question what are just like audiobook habits for you guys for like where do you like to listen um, what's your listening speed, like things like that. Like what's your ideal setup when you're listening to an audiobook? Here's the thing, you guys. I'm I already know I'm gonna be on my own with this one. They are going to dunk on me so hard and make fun of me so hard. Just because little, I, I am a 1.4 girly when it comes to audiobook listening. I don't Ooh. like my books to sound like somebody is trying to talk about this and I have to like pay really close attention to that. I, I just don't, I can't do it. I can't, I like my books to sound like a conversation. Now 1.0 is like a really slow conversation. So I'm like, all right, let's like move it along. Mm-hmm. So I bump it up to the 1.4. But I know these two are like insane people who like double that. Well, Kenner doesn't double that. Brandy will. I just don't I, understand how you can, can do that. Like my brain, maybe I'm just dumb. And I just well, can't process that information <laughs> quickly enough. But like I said, I like it to sound like how it would sound in real life. And that's how I personally prefer it. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think it's a little, like, crazy for you. Well, not that's that's harsh. Not crazy. That's not what wow. I mean. Um, wow. It's just, no, it's just interesting. That's the word. It's interesting because, Kayla, you eyeball read so fast. So I would think I that, like you would want to like match that speed but then you're listening at 1.4 and I'm like girl like that's so yeah. for me for me that's really slow yeah I eyeball read a lot faster than I audiobook read um I don't know I just like audiobooks I, I think I just like to go a little slower anyway I don't know I just like to 
it doesn't piss you off when you get narrators that talk like hello well then i'll speed it up even more (laughs) i've done like 1.6 before i've not like never done that whoa i'm pretty sure i told you one time when i did and you were like i'm like shook yeah but i usually can stick to 1.4 wow i'm consistently with romance a 1.8 girly um with romance always 1.8 unless i've already listened to it then sometimes i'll go up higher if i have the book in front of me and i'm doing both because i like to annotate when i have the audio and the physical um then i have to be on 2.2 fantasy is pretty regularly at 2.0 interesting see i just don't that like my brain hurts because (laughs) like from fantasy i have to pay even closer attention see with what i mean I I have like a little nap brain. So if, especially with fantasy where there's all this world building and all this information dumping oftentimes, um, I need it to go fast. Otherwise I'm going to put the book down. Otherwise I'm not going to have fun listening. Like it, it's more about like, get me what I need and then we'll go from there. But once I get what I need, I'm accustomed to listening to it at that speed. So I just stay there. Yeah, I'm... I started off like Kayla, you know, 1.4. And then I don't know what made me go up higher, but now I sit anywhere between 1.7 and 2. And I've found that I get into this habit of like once I'm nearing the end of a book, and this happens when I'm eyeball reading too. Like I just want to be like done. Like I have Mm -hmm. like, you know. Done know everything, yeah. Yeah, so that's when I'll go from like 1.7 to 2 in the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's like an audiobook that I'm just like not like vibing with, yeah, vibing with. But like, it's like I spent one or money, two, one or two yeah, days. yeah. It's either I, like I want to know everything. It's so good. I need it to go faster. Other or I need or, it like, to be I'm done. Bored. Yeah, yeah. Like let's let's get to it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, one point seven or two with fantasy. I haven't listened to many fantasy on audio. I did one of the picks that mm-hmm. we're gonna discuss. Can I say Belladonna? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we're going to talk about Belladonna later. And I listened to that at like 1.7. But I think there were times where I had to like, I think I did eventually like speed it up. But I get what you're saying, Brandy. Like sometimes by going faster, it does help me focus more because then Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, like I just need to like, I don't know. I just zone in better if it's faster. Mm -hmm. See, I think also too with with audiobooks, I usually have to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. I always Same. have to be doing something with my hands. I'm like, I move around all the time. So like if I'm doing something with, uh, or re- listening to an audiobook, I have to be cleaning, I have to be washing dishes, blah, blah, blah. So like, I can't just be sitting there and listening to it. I can't do that. Or if I'm sitting there, I'm probably playing a game on my iPad that doesn't require a lot of brain power. And so like, I just... I have to be able to to do something while I'm listening, which means that I can't go faster, if that makes sense. Because, like, then I – I would too much brain usage for me, you know? So Yeah, definitely. It's like you're all doing something and also listening and also – yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The amount of real money, like human dollars, coming from my <laughs> fucking bank account that I spent on Candy Crush – because I'm listening to a really good audiobook and I ran out of lives. <laughs> there was one day, you guys, I'm telling you and also anybody who listens to this podcast, 
an embarrassing <laughs> secret of mine. <laughs> One day I spent 25 real dollars to have unlimited lives for 24 hours on Candy Crush. You're on 24 hours? Because I was listening to Song of Achilles and I was having a really good time and I just wanted to lay on my couch and play Candy Crush and listen to Song of Achilles. You're their ideal customer. Like, yeah. you just made them very happy. Okay. They were targeting so Brandy, you. Yeah, Brandy's game of choice for audiobook listening is Candy Crush. Yes. I, uh, not, not anymore? Or is it well, different? I was going to ask everybody what their, what, their, what their game is. What? Kayla introduced me to a new one. <gasps> did, you, did you get it? Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. <laughs> I play this game called Hue on, I think it's called Hue, or I Love Hue, or something like that, on the iPad. But it's literally just... You sound like my dad. Like. Facebook, um, no. Yeah, it's, it's this game called I Love Hue, and it's basically just like this, what, this picture of colors, and you have to arrange the colors in the correct hue order. And it's, it's so like relaxing. So satisfying. It's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Kendra, what's yours? I know what yours mine, is, but go ahead. Mine is Tetris. I love Tetris. <laughs> Tetris is also my depression game. So like, if, <laughs> if I start playing a lot of Tetris, that's how like I know I'm like kind of down. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. be a little worried. Um, but it just yeah. like I don't know. It helps me. It's one of the only things that I can do while also listening. Like I can listen while driving and cleaning. But the most active I'm listening will always be during Tetris. But I find it so funny that Kayla was like, I can't like sit there and like not do anything else. But there are sometimes moments in books where like I need to like sit. Yeah, because I can give you guys a perfect example. We all listen to Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow on audio. The chapter. Yeah. I have a vivid memory. I listened to that right before I went to bed, which I don't know why. I should have just like paused it. I sat in my bed. Just like staring at the wall, like devastated. I listened to that chapter on my lunch break at work, like a fucking idiot, bro. Yeah, the kids came in after and they were like, "Miss, are you okay?" Because my eyes were all puffy. I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm great." That was like that was really um, that was rough. Other than that, I have this habit though where I love to start audiobooks at the gym. So like every usually Monday. I, I wake up, I walk to the gym, and then I'm like, all right, what new audiobook am I starting? And that's where, like, I'll usually first listen to at in the mornings. But I can't, like, it's so weird. Like, I can't run or, like, yeah, I can't run on the treadmill and listen to audiobooks, but I can, like, do everything else in the gym. It's just running. I need, like, music and then everything else. Mm-hmm. I can do audiobook. And then driving. Yeah. I'm pretty good with audiobooks, too. Like, that's, that's another reason for me why I can't listen to audiobooks when I'm working, like, at my actual job. Because my job oh, requires same. a lot of reading and a lot of typing. I can't do that. Like, while I'm working, I'm jealous of people that are able to do that. I just I imagine know. Brandy as a teacher. <laughs> like, yeah. listening to, like, yeah. <laughs> like, Miss, I need your help. I'm like, excuse me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I can't listen to it at work, obviously. But I, I live in L.A., so I have a horrible commute, as everybody who lives in L.A. does. Um, so I get a lot of listening done on my commutes. Yeah. Always have something going on. There are times where I won't be eyeball reading something, but I 100% of the time will always have an audiobook. I will never not be listening to something. Yeah, that's the habit I've gotten into this year. When I don't have something to listen to, I'm like, 
what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm like, I have to re I have to re-listen to something. Yeah. I like I, I know. Because oh god, yeah. I'm like, ew, music. No, <laughs> not actually. I will listen to music, but still. But I feel like I've listened to music way less now than oh yeah 100 i did before like i'm very curious to get my spotify wrapped at the end of this year because i think it'll probably like i used to always hit like 40,000, 50,000, but now I, i'm probably barely Not hitting yet. like twenty thousand minutes listen i think i was that. like fifteen thousand last year i was like dang i didn't know apple tracked that that's crazy oh my god <laughs> oh my god uh, I anyway also, no, another no i was just gonna say like I have a very specific method for whether I decide for how I decide whether I'm going to listen to a book or to physically read a book. Um, and I was wondering if you guys have a method for that or, or what? Cause um, for me, I hmm. always default to audio. I will check and see if there's an audio book. And then I look at the narrators. I'm picky about my narrators at this point. I used to not be, but now I know what I like. So I'm picky about my narrators. So if there's no audiobook, obviously I have to read it. If I don't like the narrators, then I read it. But if I if there is an audiobook and I like the narrators, that becomes an audiobook TBR. Because there are so many books that I want to read that don't even have audiobooks that I have a, a big enough physical TBR that I'm not worried about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a system? Yeah. Um, for me, I think I always default to like Kindle or physical first. But I don't know because it depends on what everyone else is saying, right? Because um, – a good example is Ebony Perry. Like I've never physically read a Ebony Perry book. I've only done her on audio, but Same. I have only done her on audio because everyone else is already saying to do her on audio. Mm-hmm. So now like yeah. I can't ever, I don't think I'll ever read a book of hers physically. Cause I've just gotten into the habit of always doing her that way. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it just yeah. depends. Like if people are saying like, Oh, do the so audio, then yeah, then I'll do it. But usually I think I'll just stick to, um, physical and then sometimes I well no actually this year now that I've gotten like really into using Libby I have started to like just scroll through like what's instantly available on there for audiobooks and then I'm now reading books that I have like always wanted to read but never was like super invested but with audiobooks because I know you're I can there get, yeah yeah now I yes. I can get get through it at a good pace so yeah that's yeah that's mine I don't know that's a tough question I I feel like I could honestly go either way. I am also a big user of Libby. I love Libby. Um, And I feel like my library has a pretty good selection. Now, they have a good selection and they probably have the book that I'm looking for. If it's published by a traditional publisher, they'll probably have it. Indie, you know, it's that's harder to come by, although they do have a lot of Debbie Perry, which is great. But uh, obviously the downfall to Libby is that if the book is popular, you're probably not going to get it you know, immediately. So that is kind of annoying. Well, I mean, I can't get like too mad at them, but um, if it's on Libby, then I'm probably going to listen to it on Libby. I do have Audible. I try and save my credits because I only get one. I mean, I I, I do buy the bundles, you know, you once, know in uh, once in a while, but um, my credit is so precious. You know yeah. what I mean? I need to you save, want to save it for credit. a heavy, heavy hitter. I, Exactly. Um, I So I usually like save those for ones that I've been recommended, ones that you know, people have told me you have to get this one. Or if it's narrated by somebody I know that I like, then then I'll use my credit on it. Even if I maybe haven't heard somebody talk about it, if it's narrated by a Jason Clark or Zachary River, yeah. or Vanessa Edwin, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, and, I, and I already wanted to check it out, then I'll probably use it then. Wait, how many titles do you guys have in your Audible? Brandy library? wins. Brandy wins. Brandy wins. 
Because, like, I, like, she's going to win this. Because I 100% use Libby half and half. Libby and Audible half and half. So, let's, let's see. Let's see. Let's all go away. Um, Wait, Brandy, go last. Go last. Because we know you'll have the biggest one. Um, I feel like you would beat me, Kendra. Well, let's see. You go first. You would 100% beat me. Are you kidding? I have 54. Brandy's like, <gasps> You beat play. me. You beat me. I have 51. Ha! Huh? Really? Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay Brandy? Wait, wait, can I guess? Can I guess? Can it's going to be... Um, Price is uh, right rules. 104. 100, you, okay, I'm going to guess like 233. 215. <gasps> oh, oh my god! god. You. Yeah, dude. Okay, so... Dang. Uh, I don't... I... <laughs> <laughs> like, I Let explain. me explain! <laughs> Let me explain! Okay. So first of all, I've had Audible for over two years and my boyfriend for Christmas one year got me a six month subscription and then my parents one year for my birthday, yeah, got me a six month subscription. So 12 of those, 12 out of 215 were free. Um, But yeah, you guys, I'm kind of a fucking loser. Before Kendra and I became in real life friends, I didn't have any fucking friends in LA. So... I didn't do shit. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't spend money really doing anything besides reading. So that's what I would splurge on. So yeah, I own a lot of audiobooks, but I re-listen a lot. So yeah. If anyone's listening buying any of them. and can beat Brandy's number, oh, yeah. go to know. our Let Instagram. Us. I will Let personally send you an Audible gift card so you can yeah. get um, you can get an audiobook on the pod. You guys, I think Logan has over 500. That's Logan, insane. you can't enter. Anyone, oh, else we'll besides, <laughs> anyone else besides Logan, if they want an audiobook on us and you have um, and you have you think you have a lot of credits let us know hit our line yeah i will say that like my audio audible subscription i didn't start it i didn't officially start it like i did the whole free trial everything i milked it for what i could get for free and um because i think i had my free trial for like three months so it was great um and, but i think i officially became a member like last march and so i've gotten like 50 titles since march but also they always have sales in everyone's defense here. They, they, do. they always do. Okay. have sales. God. There, was, there was one sale that happened kind of recently where I got 18 books for less than a hundred dollars. 18. See, that's, you books. can't beat that. Like I would, I, I applaud you. Like that's amazing. It just sucks if you're like getting books where like, <laughs> you know nothing about them and they end up not being good. So on our Instagram, when this episode airs, I'm going to post a little like how to save the most money on Audible because I know all these tricks on how you can save money, on how you can use your credit to the most of your ability, how to get more credits, like how to there's I have so many tips because I've been at this for a hot minute. So, yeah, I I'll I'll help you guys out. So, check out the, check out the Instagram, bring yes. your own pod. Last question, too. You can answer both at once. Do you always sample before you buy? Yes. I do. If it's narrators, I don't know. Yeah. Same, 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 same. Like, if I see Vanessa Edwin or Zachary Weber or Jason Clark or Aiden Snow, like, I'm not going to sample those because I've listened to so many freaking books that they've narrated. Mm Um, but yeah, if I don't recognize the name, I'm 100% sampling. And you know what Audible needs to do? It's 2023. Make sure the sample has knew, both the narrator's yeah. voices in it. I knew Grow you were going to say that. Yeah. It's so annoying. 
Yeah. Also, I will say that I, this is another reason I need this. That feature is because I just listened a couple weeks ago to Georgie All Along on audio. I reread it on audio because the audio book had just come out. And I only got to sample the girl because I hadn't, I don't think I had heard her before and she sounded good. So I created the audio book. And then I got to Levi's voice and I knew who the narrator was. I knew him and I had heard him and I liked him before, but he had an accent. And I was so not prepared for that because that's not how I heard it in my head. <laughs> when I was reading it. Guys, listen, I will say, listen, it wasn't. Well, okay, yeah. it was. <laughs> I actually, listen, Sam, who is a friend of ours, she also listened to this on audio, and we, and I think I don't know if Alice finished it yet either, who is also another friend of ours. Um, all three of us listened to it, and at least Sam and I. I don't know about Alice, but we agreed that we got used to it and that by the end it made sense so and we enjoyed it so I still really enjoyed the audiobook but what that first like hour or two I was listening and I was like who is this man who is this man but wait that's actually another good question of like has there been instances where you read something with your eyeballs first and then try to do the audiobook and it just like ruined the book for you and it was like you couldn't yeah or like you Mm. couldn't get through it or like in some instances didn't make it better for you Because for me, like, a good example, yeah, like, part of your world, like, Mm. well, I Mm -hmm. actually did the audiobook for that first, but you, Kayla, had, like, read it first and then did the audiobook, and I think now you, like, would prefer the audiobook. I can't, I can't think of that book without also thinking of, like, the audiobook, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't think of an instance where I've listened to it and then, like, after I've already read it and then not liked it. I've only I can I can only really think of instances where I've read it and then I've loved it even more. I'm like I, I'm sure there's one, but I just like can't think of it right now. For me, one. what's more common is that like I will listen to the first book in a series, not like the narrators, and then I'll read the rest of it and love the rest of the series even more. And then mm-hmm. I'm like wondering, I'm like, how much was the narrator impacting my like of the first book? And an instance of that is Fallen Jester and Tin Queen by Debbie Perry, which are the last two books in the Clifton Forward series. Fallen Jester was one of my least favorite books in that series. But I think it's just because Lucy Rivers narrated it. And then I refused yeah. to listen to Tin Queen because she narrated that one and I read it and it was like my mm. favorite one. And I know Debbie's books and I know I probably would have liked Fallen Jester if it wasn't Lucy Rivers. I really liked Fallen Jester. So I will shut up. But the audiobook? But I hear you. I actually don't remember if I listened to that one. I think I did. Because, I, I, yeah, I listened to that whole series on audio. So, yes. Yeah, Listen. all of us have nemesis narrators. Who's Miss Rivers is one. Yours is Jillian Macy. Oh, mine oh is gosh. mine is definitely Jillian Macy. Ugh. I would prefer Lucy Rivers over Jillian any day. I can deal with Jillian. I can't deal with Lucy. It was our friend Cash who pointed out that Jillian sounds like she should be doing children's books. And that made everything click for me. I can deal with Lucy Rivers, except when she's doing her man voice. She sounds like this. I'm like, (laughs) but I don't. She sounds like me doing a caricature of a man, not me actually trying. She sounds like me being annoying, like me trying to be funny about it. You know. Okay, in my defense with Lucy Rivers, I listen to her doing the narration of good gone bad by gianna darling which is my favorite fallen men book but that book is so good to where like 
anyone could like the book was going to outshine the narrator no matter what in that case so i was able to like i got used to it i was able to chill with her yeah she also did jasper Vale, and again she was still she was still better than the guy in that one i'll say that i didn't as a whole that audiobook is not great but like she did better do you know do you know what was a tragic waste of an audiobook flawless by elsie oh my god because i love that book and I saw the narrators, Sebastian York, who is my male nemesis narrator, and Agreed. Emma Wilder. I uh, agree, yeah. Not good. If you love those narrators, I'm so sorry. I will not be ever listening to that audiobook, which is oh, such yeah, a bummer. Sucks. Yeah, because those stories are fun. Speaking of which, I'm so excited for Reckless. I think that looks really so oh, good. Oh, my God. The, the cover is hot. So <laughs> the cover is hot. And then, did you see the, the discreet yeah. cover? I can't also, believe it's a secret, baby, because Winter would keep it a secret. That bitch. I love her already. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm yeah, excited for that book. All right. Should we jump in, guys, to our pitch? Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's jump in. But before we do jump in, we are going to be playing like very, very short little clips of some of our favorite audiobooks um, so that you can just hear the narrators, feel what we're feeling. Uh, just uh, letting y'all know that we do not own any of this. We are using it purely for review purposes. Um, so we don't own these clips at all. If you would like to own them, definitely go buy them on Audible or listen Spotify. on Libby. Spotify, absolutely. Uh, wherever you get your audiobooks. Different um, from your local library. And yeah. we personally yeah. have purchased all of these audiobooks. Yes. yes. So yeah. we are just playing little clips from our library, but we do not own the clips. Amazing. All right. I will start. So my book is a little different from the other two in the sense that I actually picked a fantasy to go over this episode. Now, I, I think Brandy and I are probably the, out of the three are the bigger fantasy girls. Brandy reads a lot of like, I usually have to read fantasy romance. It's hard for me to not read fantasy romance. So that's usually the lane that I stick in. But I think Brandy branches out of that a little more than I do. But the pick that I brought today is Belladonna by Adeline Grace. And uh, this book I first read, or yeah, I first read on audio versus actually eyeball reading it. And the reason I did that is because I had seen like a couple videos here and there and all of them told me, they didn't personally tell me, they were just videos on the internet. But yeah, all of them. All of them said that you have to listen to this book. And so I was like, all right, I trust you. And I did sample this one and I really liked it. And so I bought it. Um, This is narrated by a new to me narrator. Her name is Kristen Atherton. And basically this book tells the story of Signa Faro, who was orphaned as a baby. And she's been just like raised by a string of guardians All of them are more interested in her wealth from her dead parents than her, her actual well-being. And so, and each of them has died, uh, an untimely death. And so her last remaining relatives are called the Hawthorns, uh, who live in Thorngrove. And um, while she's living with them, um, she is noticing these like weird things going on, like her cousin, um, she's, she thinks is like being poison she's sick she doesn't really know what's going on so there's kind of like a mystery going on there there's also another mystery as to the death of her aunt at this estate 
and there's just like really weird things happening. Meanwhile, with uh, Cigna's, all of her previous relatives dying, she's also been like haunted, I guess, by death, like death himself. Haunted, yeah. Haunted, That's what he's been like, doing to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, death has been a constant presence in her life, right? And um, she basically has to turn to him to help figure out what's going on with this these weird things going on at Thorn Grove. And he's been around her whole life because every time somebody dies, death is there. And she's like so annoyed by it for a while. But you know, after like a little bit, she's like, why is he kind of cute? You know? <laughs> and, and wait, hold on one second. Um, how old no, is Cigna? Gonna, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. <laughs> she's 19, 20? And he is 19, but I just want older to be than very Jesus. clear. I want to be very clear that no romantic anything of any kind happens prior to this book. Okay. I don't think you can stand on that, but keep going. What? Yes, Why you can. Yes, you can. Anyway, guys, he was. You just want to be a contrarian, contrarian. I do. Because <laughs> you're a hypocrite. <laughs> I'm not a hypocrite. Anyway, okay. Um, this to me personally is one of, if not like the best, I think fantasy audiobook that I've ever listened to. I really enjoy some other fantasy audiobooks, but this one for me, I don't know, it just really stands apart. I could have picked another romance book, like one narrated by Zachary Weber that I love, like Part of Your World, but I feel like I've talked about that book a million times. So I was trying to be a little different here. And this is not a dual narration audiobook, which I normally prefer, but um, it's because this book is told from Cygnus POV in the entire book. And I feel like the narrator just kind of does like an amazing job of, of putting you um, in this atmosphere, like making you feel like you're in that time period. I also just feel like the author, Adeline Grace herself, does a really great job of that. Um, it's like a gothic, dark type of feeling. Um, and so and that was always really fun for me. It's written in third person, too. It is written right? in third person, which I know a lot of people don't like. But I I really liked it for this book. Mm-hmm. So. I think it was, like, pretty necessary for this book, honestly. Because mm-hmm. yeah. there's so much more happening than just what's going on in Sigma's head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Yeah, exactly. There's a lot going on, like I said, with, with death, with all of her relatives that she's living yeah. with. Yeah. There's a mystery. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different other characters that are in, very interesting to see their journey to. Um. And so not only is she, like, great at Cygnos POV in general, and she does have, like, an, an accent in this book, too, but what really sells it mm. for me is the voice that she gives to death, which is, like, it's very deep. It's, like, sultry. It's very slow, which maybe sounds, like, not something you'd like, but it's, it's really... super hot. Why am I he like calls her little bird and like and it's a woman doing it but she does such an amazing job at it i just feel like that's such a sign of a great narrator is when you forget that it's like you forget that they're one person yeah doing all these voices also the fact that it is told in third third person like i was still so deeply invested into the world so i feel like sometimes that can be hard with third person like you're kind of taken out of it but like she just did such a good job bringing everything to life exactly and um, I think we can all agree that, like, a sign of a great narrator is one who, and, and just an author in general, too, um, is one that makes you feel the emotions that the book 
or the narrator is trying to emit. And so like, if somebody is just sitting here, if I could like just sit here and open this book and be like, um, I'm sorry, I just opened to a place in the book that was a little, uh, let me change the page. (laughs) Um, Like I could just be like, death noted her curiosity. Tell me, do you really wish me gone? You know, I could just like say that, but like the way that she does it and a lot of the narrators that we're going to talk about, they're, they're acting it out. They're making you feel the emotions that the character is feeling. Like when Signa was tense, I was tense. You know, when she was nervous, I was nervous. When she was like, you know, feeling a little something for death, maybe I was too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, was, I was feeling a little something for death yeah. way before Signa was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've all read this book, by the way. I forced it upon Kendra 100%. She sure did. And then Brandy read it uh, shortly after I did. Based um, 100% off of Kayla's recommendation. Yeah, it was really good. Um, And so, yeah, I had a great time reading this. And I would love to play a little clip. This clip, for context, is in the very beginning of the book. So it's not at all a spoiler. And basically, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, Cigna, at least in the beginning, is very annoyed with death because he keeps killing all of her relatives that she lives with and thus having to keep going to new people. So um, she's like, basically like, you are ruining my life. Why are you doing this? And so this is this short little interaction between the two. You think that's what I'm doing, Signa? The disbelief in his voice mirrored her own. Ruining your life. There was something concerning about those words. Something overly familiar that sent chills shuddering across her skin. Don't say my name, Signa told him. Upon death's tongue, it sounds like a curse. He laughed. The sound was low and melodic, and it had his shadows writhing. Your name is no curse, little bird. I just like the taste of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I had to give you guys a little, little bird moment. And there's one like right in the beginning, so it worked out perfectly. So that is Belladonna by Adeline Grace, and I highly suggest that you pick this one up on audio. Mm-hmm. I mean, the book itself is good too, but I just think the audio really, like, yeah. takes the experience to the next level. Hundred percent agree. And um, also, this book does it is a trilogy, which I thought it was going to be a duology when I first read it, um, but it is going to be a trilogy. It was just announced like last month or something. But the second book does come out in August, called Foxglove. I'm so excited. This book does not end like on a cliffhanger. I feel like it ends. It, it ties up pretty much everything that happens in the story but it opens up another door um but not not a cliffhanger at all so that's belladonna love that book so so much one of my favorites this year me too i i've only you guys this is crazy i've only given three books so far this year five stars and belladonna was one of them same amazing i i also haven't given a lot of five star books or five stars to a lot of books this year this was one of them too um, I think I've, I think there's been two or three that have the same, same thing that I've given five stars and, um, Kendra recently read it and she held her opinion of that book from me for so long. I was so sure stressed is. that she was going to hate it. I was mm-hmm. so scared. I was like, yeah. she hates it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. But she loved it. So it's fine. I didn't give it five stars. I gave it 4.75, but you know, you know what? I will take I'll it. take it. I will mm-hmm. take it. Yeah. It's yeah, just you so said crazy nine and a half out of 10. Yeah. You guys are like. I've only given three books five stars. I'm like, I've given like hello books five stars this this year. I don't know if it's 
I don't know and, if it's because I'm stricter this year or if or if I just genuinely haven't read like five like I really don't know it's I, a second yeah. one for me I know I'm not strict I'm very easily pleased when it comes to books I just have not read very many bangers this year I've read a lot mm-hmm. of like four and a half books yeah me I, too yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay I can go next um I would love for you to go next I brought a book that I have talked about in passing on this podcast many times, but I haven't actually brought as like my book. Um, So today, finally, I will be talking about Juniper Hill by Daphne Perry, which is 100% one of my comfort books, one of my favorite books, my favorite Daphne book. Yeah, I brought this one because it has my personal favorite male narrator, Mr. Jason Clark himself. He's amazing. Um, yeah, he's so good. So the first time I ever actually heard Jason Clark narrate anything was with Vanessa Edwin um, when I listened to Indigo Ridge a little over a year ago. And so in my head, Jason Clark looks like Griffin Eden. I know mm-hmm. he doesn't actually. He looks like a little cowboy to you? But in my head, a big <laughs> cowboy, Kayla. He looks like a big cowboy to me. Um, Sorry, not a little cowboy. You're right, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, just like a very rough. It's because his voice. He's got like this deep, sexy voice very rugged he also voices zeus motherfucking garo oh my god the the hot it like it's my favorite jason clark performance is jason clark as the voice of zeus but doing the voice of detective danner the hottest (laughs) fucking thing ever like so specific it's so no it's so he's so good at doing other voices i love him it's like genuinely a crime to not have him do like i think Zachary Weber should narrate every book where there's like like a, a kind of sweet man um who's doing sexy things. What about uh Sean Bell? Sean Bell's a sweet man doing sexy things. Uh I mean yeah, he is sweet, but I don't I guess I wouldn't classify Would you classify him sweet. as rugged? Because I, the second half oh, of this no, I guess was Yeah, okay. Rugged. So that's maybe maybe like clean shaven men doing sexy things what's the word i'm looking Daniel's for you guys because what i'm trying to oh my god <laughs> what i'm trying to say sorry is that i, I want jason clark to narrate every like big rugged beefy man okay <laughs> and zachary weber can narrate every other man let's do it that way <laughs> i want jason clark to narrate every big beefy broody man for me and it's a crime that he doesn't narrate more often i've heard from some author pals that we have that he's hard to book which is tragic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Juniper Hill is a single parent romance. It is the second book in the Eden series by Debney Perry, and it follows Memphis, um, who has just fled New York and her family with her infant son, who's three months old. Uh, she wants to start her life over, and she picked very intentionally picked a small town in Montana because she wants to be somewhere small, a close-knit community, um, somewhere that she thinks is going to be healthy and good for her son because that's all she wants in this book is the best for her son. So she ends up in Quincy, Montana, where the Eden family owns like half the businesses because their family has lived there for generations. So Knox Eden owns the restaurant that is connected to the Eloise Inn. Memphis gets a job at the Eloise Inn. And part of her job is that Eloise, who is the manager was like, oh yeah, I'll get you housing. I have an apart- I have a spare apartment. Well, it turns out that spare apartment is above Knox's garage. So there's like forced proximity and Memphis and her son move in. Um, Knox is extremely standoffish at the beginning. And as the book goes on, you kind of find out why he's got some past trauma to do with 
babies and being around Memphis and Drake, her son, is very difficult for him. Um, but slowly they learn to deal with each other and then it obviously transforms into something more. There's a line of mystery going on that in, in that book. Like, why is Memphis fleeing um, New York? Why does she want nothing to do with her family? That kind of stuff. Crazy ending, as all of Debney's books have. Um, so, uh, but yeah, this one's so fun. Again, narrated by Maxine Mitchell and Jason Clark. I obviously just spewed on about Jason Clark. Maxine Mitchell gets a lot of hate from our friends. Yeah, and we, all three I of us are Maxine stands. Oh, yeah. like her. She's great. We love Maxine. I, she's not my favorite female narrator, but I see her on a book. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I um, trust her. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know she's going to deliver. So I think she especially delivers in this one. And even Selena, who is one of the biggest Maxine haters, is like, yeah, the Juniper Hill audiobook ate. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it did. Um, so I'm going to play you a little clip of Maxine right at the beginning. You know what Maxine does best? Women in distress. Yeah, that she cries her. really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is her right at the beginning. Memphis is like, really, this is literally the first sentence of the book. I'll so I'll just let it set it up. Juniper Hill. Juniper Hill. I plucked the sticky note from the cup holder to double check that I had the correct street name. Juniper Hill. There is no Juniper Hill. My palm smacked on the steering wheel, adding a whack with each word. Frustration seeped from my pores as I desperately scanned the road for a street sign. So she's like that like frustrated, anxious feeling. That's Maxine does that best. She can also do women in love pretty well too, because she mm-hmm. just like has that that dreamy quality to her voice. Um, but yeah, that like frustration at the beginning of that one is so yeah. peak her. Um, yeah. Uh, so then let me play you a little snippet of Jason Clark, who's like, again, big, groupy, be- uh, big, broody, beefy men. Um, but he also, one of my favorite ways that he narrates is like these big rugged men in love. So here's just like a little clip of Knox looking at Memphis and his internal dialogue about it. I was three steps down the hallway when the sight in my favorite chair stopped me mid-stride. Memphis had Drake on her knee, holding him up by the armpits. She leaned in and blew a kiss on his neck, making him giggle. When he laughed, she laughed. When her eyes twinkled, his did the same. He had her eyes, chocolate brown flecked with gold. The pair of them were in their own little world in that chair. Memphis had rolled out of bed when he'd started making noises this morning. I'd rushed through a shower, but now I saw the error of my ways. I should have been right here, watching from the sidelines, because, god damn it, that was a view. Ugh. I wish you guys could see the big-ass dopey grin on my face right now. Like, <laughs> I so just, cute. Yeah, it's so cute. He's going to be a book bonanza this summer, and mm-hmm. I don't think I want to... No, we're going to force you. <laughs> no, we're going to do it. I'm going to get up there and be like, <laughs> you're, you're so talented. <laughs> I'm like, can you, you may not remember I this. I love that you... scene you did in Welcome to the Dark Side. Yeah, no, when... that <laughs> Oh my God. Do you remember when you called uh, the character in that book a little girl? Can you, <laughs> can you do me a favor? <laughs> no, like, can you just like, you may not even remember, you did this one voice for this like detective, like very clean cut, like, he just sounds so fucking good at it. Like, that's like, I can I just really appreciate him because sometimes like a narrator doing other voices just does not 
work like they can capture their character like really well but then when they switch into like the opposite sex or to Mm -hmm. like do a character who's older or younger than them it's just not believable but jason clark he also narrates kids like really well he does Um, he does kids really well yeah so yeah he's my multi-talented king (laughs) yeah Um, anyways let me sit down because i'm panicking (laughs) Uh, yeah i love the juniper hill audiobook all of Devney's audiobooks are incredible, as Kendra mentioned earlier, um, but especially the Eden series, at least the first few in the Eden series are especially well done. Yeah, so at least the go listen to those. Yay, my turn. I chose a new audiobook favorite of mine called Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez. It is one of my new favorite books. It's one of my favorite books of the year. I will be shocked if it doesn't make it into my top 10 of 2023. And yeah, it's dual, not dual. No, it is dual narrated. Cause okay, there yeah. are duets, which is where because oh. I always get the terms confused. Cause like when I hear duet, I'm thinking like, well, oh, that should be like dual. But mm. it's dual narrated by Christine. Yeah, because what is Brandy, what is duets again? I feel like you explain. So well. duet is like when anytime that a male character is speaking, the male narrator, the male narrator is talking. And um, so Even if it's not in their point of view. Yeah. So and so like Mariana Zapata books are an example of that. Um, they're all from the female main character's pr- point of view, but every single time the male main character is talking, it's the male narrator. Yeah, and I don't think I've actually ever read or listened to a duet audiobook before. So I'll have to get to that. My audiobook today is Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez, which is the third book in her Friend Zone series. I have listened to most of the series on audio actually i listened to the second and now the third one on audio the book is narrated by christine lakin who is a new to me narrator with this book and zachary weber so one of the reasons why i pounced on this was because i saw it was narrated by zachary weber abby jimenez is a huge audiobook listener herself and a huge fan of zachary weber which like i feel like anyone with like ears will become a fan of Zachary Weber. Yeah. <laughs> He's just yeah. so good. And I've I just, never heard anybody say that they just no, right? like him. No, one's, no one's never not liked him. And that's why I love that. If you dislike him, I don't trust you. No, seriously. And that's why I love that Abby Jimenez is such like an audiobook fan herself because she like cares about her narrators so much. Because like she's gotten some great ones. Like the ones that uh, in Life's Too Short are fantastic. In Part of Your World, she got freaking Julia Whalen and Zachary Weber mm-hmm. together, which is yeah. like that's Crazy. a powerhouse. powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, I'm pretty sure Julia Whalen did the voice of Gone Girl for the, the Gone Girl mm-hmm. audiobook, and that's like what like propelled her into stardom. Um, so she's a big deal in the audiobook world. And she does like all of Emily Henry's books as well. Um, and then in her most recent one, Yours Truly, she has two great ones as well, which is Zachary Weber again. <laughs> He's going to do all her men. And then I think the narrator in that one, the female narrator is Kyla Garcia. And she did a yes. really good job. Like I was nervous because again, new to me yeah. narrator, but uh, in Abby, I she, trust. Yeah. She seems like, like you said, she cares a lot about her narration. And so I think she really does a good job unless she already knows like Zach Rivers. She, she said that Zach Rivers is going to do like all of her books from now yeah. on. But for her female, I think that she really vets them a lot. Like I know that the process for finding a Brianna for yours truly, I remember her saying that it took her a while to find the right one. So she like, like you said, she cares and she will listen to hours and hours of people um, auditioning for her audiobook 
she wants it to be good. Yeah, it makes me really happy. Um, okay, anyways, I feel like I keep skirting around what I actually need to talk about. <laughs> but this book follows um, a young woman named Vanessa, who is a YouTuber. She's a travel vlogger. And she has returned to her hometown in Minnesota. I believe she lives in St. Paul. And she just be she has just become her niece's guardian overnight because her half sister struggles with addiction, uh, comes by one day and just leaves the baby there. So her career is at a standstill right now because she can't be a travel vlogger with a newborn. So she's suddenly home all the time and the baby just like won't stop crying. And this is like the opening of the book. The baby won't stop crying. And so the male main character in this book is Adrian. He is a criminal defense attorney and he lives next door. He's her neighbor and he needs to get to sleep. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to her apartment and ask nicely, like, can she just go stand somewhere else on the side um, if her apartment, like, I need to sleep? And he goes and she she's like, can you just, like, watch her for a little bit? <laughs> and so he ends up, or he, like, volunteers to, like, help watch her while she, like, does something because he sees that, like, she's, like, super distressed with this baby. It's, like, four o'clock in the morning. Um, like, and that, to take a shower or something like that. Yeah. That's how yeah. they become, or that, that's how they meet and know each other so they go from being strangers to friends you watch them become like excellent friends in this book and then eventually to lovers and a vanessa as a character if like yolo was a person it would be vanessa um her personality is like so upbeat she is very like i need to seize every single day yeah she's very like i want to just live in the moment just go balls to the wall every day, super happy. And that is because uh, she believes that she will be dead by the age of 30 because all the women in her family have died uh, before they have turned 30 because they all had ALS. And she knows that she has a 50% chance of also getting ALS. And she is 28, nearing her 29th birthday in this book. So she believes she will only have like a year or so left um, to live. So that's why she is so good at like just taking risks and adrian is a very like straight like i need to like follow a routine he doesn't even like to like get on planes because it gives him like panic attacks so it's an opposites of track story as well so you just watch them simply just become better people with each other and she teaches him how to live life to the fullest and he teaches her to kind of like sit and settle and like it's just very, very good. Uh, I wish yeah. I could say more, but I don't know. The reason why I think this audiobook is so good simply comes down to the female narrator. Like, yes, Zachary Weber is great. Like, we know he can deliver. But Christine Lagan did such an incredible job as Vanessa. Vanessa, like I said earlier, is such a, like, giddy person. I think it can be a little... If I eyeball read this, I don't think I would have picked up on the tone of her and I probably would have been a little like off annoyed. of it. Yeah, annoyed. Yeah. But Christine did such I a good so job of like bringing mm -hmm. her to life to where I couldn't even like get, like I was just so invested in her and I started to like believe her own life, like her own life philosophies. I see people like her all the time on TikTok and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like stop. But her, she did so so good another reason why i really love this um is because there are a lot of characters in this book and we kind of talked about this earlier about like narrators needing to do different voices and like have 
every character come alive and Christine does such a good job at giving everyone their own distinct voice. Vanessa has like this very kooky father who's like a hoarder and like low-key a conspiracy theorist at the same time. And she like, I could picture him perfectly because of the way she uh, voiced him. And then also getting it in Zachary's voice as well. Like granted, they're going to sound different because he's going to do a different voice for the dad than she does. But like the tone was the same. And I feel like, um this book when it comes to tone just did such a good job because abby jimenez is a very funny writer like i think her books can fall into the rom-com category pretty comfortably like sometimes they're a little more um they're not as funny as like Mm -hmm. they could be but in this book like i found myself like actually laughing so the comedic timing that the narrators have in this i think really shines through brandy i just want you to read this so bad and i hope you like like I, I think you will i promise i will um, I, I swear on my life i'm going to yeah i have a little bit of an audiobook backup oh. right now but before the end of may for sure great for me uh, another reason um that vanessa believes that she will be dead by the age of 30 uh, because of als not just because of like the genetic piece of her previous family members having it and her having that 50 percent chance but she's also developing symptoms herself Um, of ALS and so that's like scary for her and another reason why she is the way that she is Um, but I personally like Kendra has already mentioned Christine narrating Vanessa I think like Kendra said if you were to eyeball read this I would have just been like oh she's a silly goofy yeah (laughs) whatever girl and I would have just been like please chill out like like I would think at eyeball reading this I would be, I would think in my head, if I met you in real life, I would find you so annoying. <laughs> and that sounds so mean, but like, yeah, Christine, I think does a really good job of towing the line of her, the tone of Vanessa and her outlook on life. And, but she also has a lot of like very like serious, serious moments, introspect- yeah. introspective moments with herself. And, and um, outside of all that too, like um, just in general, her and Zachary, when they like kind of go back and forth and they have, there's like a scene that I'm specifically thinking of that's very emotional between the two characters and the way Christine narrates it, like a good audiobook narrator, if it's in a really emotional scene and they're really selling it, like they'll make me cry. And there was definitely a couple moments in this book. No, literally crying. I, I, I can't say it, so I won't, I know. but I think you're thinking of the same one that I, no, I because I literally it texted her. And I was like, oh my God, like the, what she says, like a couple lines that just I know. really, I like, wish I, I wish I chose a book that we had right all here. read. Cause like Brandy, oh, you just haven't read it yet. So we can't this like. This is making me more excited to yeah, read it though. It is just so good. But exactly what you said, Kayla, like she does such a good job of just like matching the tone of the story throughout. Sometimes you get narrators when they're not reading dialogue. And this is why like Julia Whalen, I think she's fantastic. But sometimes when she's not reading dialogue, it sounds like she's reading stage directions, which is just very annoying to me. Whereas like with Christine, like especially if a book is written in first person, I want to feel like I'm having a conversation with them the whole time from hearing mm-hmm. their voice. And I feel like that's what this is because yeah, we see her go from being this like super happy, like, person but then the minute a thought creeps in like she's able to change it and i feel like that's how it would happen in real life and it just it she did it like effortlessly too i wonder because yeah, I, I wonder i know a lot of audiobook narrators have backgrounds in acting or at she least in voice is, acting i looked yeah. it up she was an actress when she was younger See, i think kind of famous too so is julia Whalen, which is <laughs> crazy. Well, she's famous. 
And but, like that's another great audiobook um is the Soulmate Equation and Patty Muir, right? Yep, that's her last name. Yep, Patty Muir and she's, she's so, an actress too. Yeah. So I, good. Know, we I need almost more. brought that one. And like Zach <laughs> Zachary Sorry. Weber is like an actor. well, he is a self well, that sounds mean, not self-proclaimed, but he's an actor. <laughs> he's an actor. <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> He thinks he's an actor. No, he is, he is, he is. I was just cause I, I feel oh. like I haven't I haven't seen him in anything, right? But I've I've heard him in a lot. And I think he takes his job as a narrator very seriously. And so every time he's reading, he is acting. And he's bringing so much to the character. Um, And I think he does this thing in every Abby Jimenez book that he's done. He, I don't, maybe I'm like being delusional. But his voice will like change the more that like the character falls in love. Like you can just hear it in like the tone of his voice. And I, there aren't many narrators gets, who like, are softer, right? And like the wit, like he gets, go, like, yeah. If they go from like describing them one way, but then like the next way he'll describe her, but he's already like had that like love feeling. It'll just sound like different, and I'm like, he's just too good. Um, and we have this like running joke where we're like, oh, Zachary Weber voice crack. Yeah, and he this, needs to trademark it. In this book, you get the Zachary <laughs> Weber voice crack, and it's fucking phenomenal. So yeah. he has narrated most of Abby Jimenez's books. Uh, with the exception of her first book, which I didn't really like that book anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I would say out of all the books that I have listened to by hers, Life's Too Short is probably my second favorite on audio, right? Well, actually, no. It would go Zachary Weber as Daniel in Part of Your World first, and then all of Life's Too Short, and then Julia Whalen and your Truly audiobook underneath. I'm not saying that they're bad, but like, they're the i i loved this book i i think christine you lakin would put you would put yours truly on the same level as the julia whalen in part of your world i yeah what but kayla they're not bad by any means i just think that christine okay, lakin well, i think christine lakin out of all the female narrators abby has had she's been the best one and that's just my personal opinion Oh, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think mine would be Daniel, and then probably Zach Weber is Daniel, and then probably Zach Weber is Jacob, and then Christine, and then everything else. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I would oh, still no. go. I, I mean, Kyla was really good too. So no, I would Kyla was Kyla, like these are all like. I would put people. Kyla. Yeah, I would probably put her under Christine in terms of the female narrators. Yeah, she'd be second, and then Julia left. Yeah, which is like crazy. I was putting Julia Whelan last. I know like, that's how good the other, yeah. the um, the other two are. Okay, so for my clips, um, um, I'm gonna play two so you guys can hear Christine. And I know I just hyped her up, and I feel like I can't even play her best work in this <laughs> book, um, because it would be you all cannot. spoilers. Yeah. And I always get like this, like when I'm gonna show you guys something or like recommend you something. It's like when you're trying to show your friend like a really cute guy and then suddenly you go on his Instagram and like all the photos are ugly. And you're like, guys, I promise he's cute. And then you're cute. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I promise Christine <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, no, she okay. is. She's great. I can vouch for you. I tipped my wine glass at him. You suffer from one day syndrome. He wrinkled his brows. What? One day syndrome. You live your life like there'll always be one day to do all the things you put off. One day you'll take the trip. One day you'll have the family. One day you'll try the thing. You're all work and not enough play. Money can't make you happy unless you know what you want, Adrian. So what do you want? And then 
Also, one thing I forgot to mention in this book, there are chapter titles and all the chapter titles. um, Since she's a YouTuber throughout the book, they're playing on clickbait. So all the chapter titles are like clickbaity titles. Oh, cute. I like Um, that. So you get to hear her and Zachary like do like (laughs) these funny, wacky voices for like to portray like what a clickbait title is. So we'll hear some. Chapter 9. Man trapped in gruesome avalanche. You won't believe what buried him. Adrian. I woke up thinking about Vanessa. It was incredible to me that I didn't know her before this, that I didn't realize someone so vibrant lived right next to her. It seemed like the kind of thing that would have been self-evident, a warmth that I felt through the wall. Oh, you know I love him. what's so crazy? What? And we've, we've talked about this before. What's so crazy is I hear him, Zachary Weber, who we know and love his voice, I hear him narrate that, and I'm like, yeah, that's Adrian. That's not Daniel. Yeah. That's not Jacob. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, so I crazy. T- I have, um, I don't remember who I was talking to, but somebody was like, I can't even enjoy the Party of World audiobook because all I hear is Sean Bell. I'm like, that's I, crazy to I me. I don't have that I've with never him. heard any Mm-mm. of them ever. Never had No, that. I don't know how I'll he know does what it. it. Was. Somebody said that they couldn't listen. I got it backwards, you guys. Somebody said that they couldn't listen to Sinner because oh, they heard him in Lesson. Daniel? No, because they heard him in After the Fall, and they were like, "That's King." No, because in <laughs> not in even after, close. because in After the Fall, he has a slight accent, like an accent. <laughs> I don't know how Zachary. This is like literally just me, like sucking his dick the entire episode. But like, <laughs> he's truly so fucking talented because when he's doing the voice of Sean Bell, he's Sean Bell. When he's doing the voice of Daniel, mm-hmm. he's Daniel. When he's doing uh, the voice of Jacob and yours truly, and I like noted this while listening to. I think he pitched his voice down for Jacob, and I'm like, "That's that's Jacob," and that right there, like, that's Adrian. Um, and I don't know how he does it. And then another one of my favorite performances of his comes from a book that like I thought was actually like just okay, and that's uh, "Getting Real" by Emma Getting Chase. Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god, he does so good in that audio. Like, that's if it really wasn't good. for him, I mean. I like everything that no <laughs> dead ass like because everything i just said about christine like to where her personality like if you don't hear the tone of it and you're just eyeball reading it you're gonna you might be thrown off same with getting real because like there are things that the melman character and the both characters say that i'm like that is so fucking corny like why are you talking yeah. like this but hearing like exactly whoever say it i'm like yeah like, he's, okay. gonna, he's gonna like he just just <laughs> he does such a good job like bringing the characters um to life and there's a scene in getting real this book is like a silly, goofy time. You read it just to like read a book, right? Why? Why did he almost make me cry? <laughs> like this little fucking that, voice it's, crack. Exactly, yeah. it's that guys, voice cry. You know what else he does? Like this little thing that he does that I'm obsessed with. Um, he does. He takes these like intakes of he, breath. Yeah. Yes. Oh, why are they so hot? And they're like so he, perfect. The times with. Oh. <laughs> oh my. He's just Zachary. Oh God, he you never guys listen to this. Is, he won't and that's no. why i feel comfortable saying it fucking stresses me out that he's also hot in real life oh, he's like so get hot a, get out of my life like i he, don't need this he's so hot he has it, a great it, personality he's just like so down to earth okay. he we've been watching interviews <laughs> with him like i'm like oh my god like i we've met him in person i have a photo with him he was so nice to me i was like i could sl- i could sleep with this man okay hang on before listen i do want to say a disclaimer because if people are listening to this and they're hearing you guys say this about zach river they're gonna go look him up 
And I feel like we need to add a little disclaimer there because some people might not. Listen, when you first saw him, do not lie. What did you think? Don't lie. I thought he was, I thought he was honestly, the, the first time I saw him, Kayla, I already had the voice. So I was like, damn. Okay. Mm, I don't know that that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. Was it though? Franny, what were, what about you? I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, he's oh. ugly. But I was like, oh, okay, that's Zachary Weber. You know what I mean? That's what I. He was. That's, that's what I. Thought. I wasn't like. Oh, I wasn't at the level that I'm at now. But I was oh, like, no. oh, like he but okay, like also, he wasn't ugly. I do want to say. Um, did he tell you he loved you? No, he did tell me he loved me. First of all, you wouldn't even have that fucking video. Yeah. (laughs) If it wasn't if it wasn't for us, Brandy and I waited in line for hours to meet him. Did he put did he put his arms around you, Kayla? No. Did you watch him drink coffee? No. Okay. Let me let me find the video and play it here for Um, for everybody. Did he look at you and say, I'll be right back, don't worry? No. He didn't say any of that to you. He said that to me. And I was being a good fucking friend. And I was like, my friend, she couldn't be here. Like, can you just, like, make a video, like, saying hi to her? You're welcome. Okay. Everybody, here is that video that was taken at Book Bonanza. Hopefully you guys can hear it. We'll have to post this on the pod, too. Hey, Kayla. Fuck you. Love you so much. You know what's so funny is that both Brandy's boyfriend and Kayla's husband have seen Zachary Weber. And they're like, they don't get, they're like, what? <laughs> like, they think he's ugly. And we're like, we think he's one of the hottest guys alive. Like, it, I think half of it is his voice. And then, well, Whoa, I wouldn't go that far. 60. No, Kendra thinks he's one of the hottest guys alive. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Don't speak <laughs> for the group. Kendra, you find him the most attractive out of the three of us. Yeah, but like, but like, let's, but let's be serious here, guys. It's like 50% his face for me. And then. No, I would say like sixty percent his voice, and then like the other forty percent his face. Now, obviously, his voice is doing all the heavy lifting, but then like you get his personality too, and I'm like, fuck. Like if he was a jackass, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But he's has such a good no, personality. He, he does. He does. You're correct. Why are you guys acting brand fucking? I can go to our text <laughs> messages. I'm like, oh, oh. All thirsting over him. Don't you, make it seem like I'm the only one. You, you said he's one of the hottest me. people alive, Kendra. No, guys, this is that part. That was me. guys. Sorry. This no, you can leave it in. This is a bookish podcast. I'm speaking in the world of like a, the bookish world. Like, like, listen, we all have eclectic taste. Uh, do you want to start going down the list? Like. <laughs> <gasps> <No>. <laughs> Exactly. My boyfriend is very cute. My boyfriend is very cute. All the celebrities I have crushes on are fucking ugly. I don't want to talk about it. Not me. I don't know about you guys. Kayla, who do you you have? You I feel like you have one celebrity crush. Uh, (laughs) His name is Ross McDonald. His name is Ross McDonald. When people ask me about my celebrity crush, my mind automatically just goes to Henry Cavill because that's everybody's. I like can't think of. I just off the top of my head, other than Ross, that's like that's my only Um, one. Okay. Anyways. I feel like I butchered all of that about Life's Too Short. But yeah, if you end up checking out Life's Too Short, please let me know. I love it so, so, so much. Vanessa is now my favorite, like Abby Jimenez, uh, female main character, just because I thought the narrator did such a good job of bringing her um, to life. And yeah, guys, do you have any other audiobooks that you would recommend to people listening right now? 
Well, for me, all of 2022, anytime I didn't have like anything I was like getting like pressed to read, I would just throw on a Debney Perry audiobook. That's how I caught up with her whole backlist last year because I would say I love 90% of her audiobooks. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out uh, hers if you just need something like to throw on and, um, and chill with. I love Emily Henry's audiobooks. They're all narrated by Julia Whalen. I think she does a great job. Um, yeah, Kayla? Yeah. Um, some of my favorite audiobooks were also my favorite books of last year. Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus mm, is a fantastic yeah. audiobook. So, so good. good. We already talked about Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, the No Show by Beth O'Leary. It's narrated by three women, all of which have three different accents. Um, so, so good. And then uh, I haven't finished this one on audio because it would be a reread for me and I'm trying to prioritize the ones I haven't read. But In a Jam by Kate Canterbury is also narrated by Jason Clark. And he does a great job in that one from what I've read so far. So those are some of my recs. Love. What are your Um, go-tos, Kendra? uh, Panicking. I think the no-show was a really good recommendation. Um, Party World is like that's like my audiobook like child yeah. like anytime yeah. I just need to like listen to something I'll put that on uh, I think Honey and Spice is fantastic on mm, audiobook yes. oh my God, um, so it's good. so immersive and I don't know if this is like a like UK thing but I feel like it was the same with um the no show like well they'll, they'll just make it like such an immersive experience although add like effects that just like really pull you in deeper into the story so yeah I love that one Sinner, obviously, Sierra Simone, you, mm-hmm. if you are going to read the pre-series, do it on audio. Zachary yeah. Warren, yes. Zachary Warren, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I was trying to say, like, Jacob Morgan and Zachary Weber at the same time. Mm-hmm. Zachary Weber as Jacob Morgan as the Bell Brothers is just and something that everyone should experience. Sierra Simone just recently came out with a short story called Gloria, which is, like, a Sean and Zinni short story. It's super hot but also like still so like romantic and swoony and like almost made me cry so i need sierra to like what would happen if she just like called zachary up (laughs) and just had him do it because i would pay like 20 dollars they're like basically besties no they're like they love each other um so yeah Yeah. also um i don't i'm gonna say this i am not a fan of these books like i don't like them that much but chloe lee's uh bergman brothers series I've gotten through what I've gotten through on audio so far, and I do like the narrators for them. I just don't enjoy the stories. So if you want to check out the Bergman Brothers, I would also recommend doing it on audio because I I like the I liked it on audio. I just wish I liked the story more. I did like the second one. I thought that was the best one so far. I if you're a fantasy girly, um, the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee is also incredible on audio. Uh, that's done by Andrew Cascino. Uh, which is great. Emily Wu Zeller, anything that she narrates is incredible. She just won an Audi. Um, I don't even remember. I don't know what before. I haven't read it. But she, talk about range, you guys. She narrates The Bride Test. She narrates This Is How You Lose the Time War. And she narrates the entire Poppy War trilogy. Like, range. Damn. Um, I love her so much. She's one of my favorite narrators of all time. I Another fantasy audio rec. I listened for the first time when I read the series. I, the first time when I read it, I listened to The Cruel Prince all on audio, and I also really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Those, those were really good. 
I reread those on audio. They were good. Um, Also, Delilah Green Doesn't Care, I thought was really good on audio. That was a book that I was actually struggling with to read physically. And then I switched to the audiobook and I was like, oh, this is more my speed. So as I continue that series, I think I'm going to continue to do it on audio. And I think it also just won an Audi for Best Romance Book, which Mm -hmm. um, I would have given it to Party of World because I'm a little biased. (laughs) But uh, uh, the narrator in that one is really, really good. So For sure. We will always have audiobook recs. So... Let us know, message us on the pod, message us individually if you need any recs or if you listen to any of the ones that we talked about today, let us know how you liked them. If if this didn't make you want to hear death speak to you in your ears, I don't I don't know how to help you. Like I really don't know how to help you, you know. If any of you tag Zachary <laughs> Weber in this <laughs> post, we will hunt you down and block you. Just kidding. No. Um, guys, please do not do, like he follows all of us. We have to be very For careful. For some reason. Post. Yeah. I don't know why. He's just like so obsessed with us. Um, <laughs> but when uh, when y'all see us in June posted up with him again, I'm going to look <laughs> so fucking good. I'm going to look so hot. No, like I'm going to come dressed down and I just need him to Let say a take- few a few words because, yeah, I just think everyone should experience Dr. Weber saying some genitalia words in their life that's it he's i don't he's so good and then you ask him about it and and he'll be like well guys like i've had sex before and i'm like (gasps) (laughs) no you haven't i'm like zachary oh my god like i'm over here i can't y'all he's hot i don't know why y'all trying to sit here and say he's not kendra we said he was hot you said he was the hottest people in the world anyways okay you guys we love you so much. Um, next episode, we are so excited to be bringing out our first guest. So keep an eye out for who that's going to be. And we'll see you then. Woo! Bye. Bye. Bye.